Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's like I have a debt to pay to them guys. We're going to win a Stanley Cup for them. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Dome podcast. Okay, I listened to the last... Uh, Couple episodes with the new intro, and I, you know, I got to amp up the, got to amp it up, the opening bit. I got to keep on pace, on par with the level of energy we're getting from this new intro. We need it, it is we, lit. Yeah, we need a freaking no! Don't say that because then it'll be like, remember that awful piece of shit song? Isn't that what they called it? Oh no, that was the good one. I'm th- I was thinking of the playoff anthem. I feel like. <laughs> Since that playoff anthem, you know the one I'm talking about, right? Where the guy yeah, like got in the dome. No, no, like the shitty one that was released this year by that guy. Dude, they've all been shitty since in the dome. Yeah, it's true. But I feel like I feel like our fortunes are finally turning around after that song that I blame for single handedly creating us in the freaking off season. What is it even called? All I can see is all those weird white guys dancing around. <laughs> I feel like if you're over the age of thirty, you shouldn't be making a video like that. It's weird because I was literally thinking about this um, 
two days ago, I was driving back from the mainland over to over back to the Okanagan, and I'm like, dude, that in the dome song oh. was so fucking good. It is so fucking good, and it, nothing has ever even come close since then. It's just, it's just been just a fail after fail after fail. The thing is, those things have to come about organically. To yeah, you can't you can't try too yeah. hard. Exactly. The harder you try, the fucking worse it is. One hundred percent. And that guy this year, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad that he was bullied, but that was fucking stupid. No, some people need to be bullied, maybe from time to time. You know, just uh, if that's the only feedback they listen to, maybe <laughs> that's you know what's funny about that. This guy, I don't know what his name is, but because uh, the key he dropped that in the first round. Uh, I guess it was before the first round started. Yeah, He's like, yeah. this is your new payoff playoff anthem, Sea of Red, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Everyone's like, we don't like it. I said like it or not. But we were – what game did we go down for? Game two. You were there for game one and two, weren't you? Uh, for Dallas, we just went for game two. And then we went for game one and two against Edmonton, but – we're sitting at the, I think it was national on 17th before pre-gaming, right? Scooting around pre-gaming, sitting at national, national. And this fucking weird truck with a flatbed, carrying a flatbed behind it, like a trailer flatbed comes by and I'm hearing this music. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I look around. No way. Dude, there's this guy riding in the back. Oh fucking, my Lord. Just fucking blaring that song out to the, uh 17th avenue i'm just like okay bro you're trying way too fucking hard here yeah but, let's just let's just delete that uh, let's just delete that from our collective the thing is is like that in the dome recording there, you didn't have to market that at all do you know what i mean like the amount of time this is money yeah and effort this this new guy this year probably spent he's like renting vehicles and fucking right like <laughs> in the dome, all you did was hire a producer, probably freaking just like lay away at his house so he could like afford to do a freaking studio exactly. session. He wasn't trying to fucking make he just did it organically, like you said. He wasn't trying to make it cool or anything. And it was just fucking money, and nothing's ever compared since. I feel like this is just like a more meta theme on how much more enjoyable things were in the pre-social media era. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so we did have a guest lined up today, had to reschedule. So we're just going to do something off the cuff. So we have something to put out there into, uh, what do you call it? It's not radio waves. Is it the ether? Is it the podcast podcast land? Nice, sure. Podcast universe. How about that? Well, that, um, sounds, yeah. that sounds good. Hey, it's got a nice ring to it. We're part of the Calgary Flames podcast universe, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly. So we'll just cover some recent news. There's not too much to get to. It's off season, but things are starting to turn. The, the calendar is about to turn here, folks. August 31st today. So all the leaves will be blown off of their trees in Alberta tomorrow. And there'll probably be snow in about a week. Imagine we fall off. It's going to be hockey season before you blink twice. Listen, I keep thinking about this and I'm like, hey, Bradshaw Living deserves GM of the year alone for convincing Jonathan Huberto to live here to commit to the city for eight years before ever really even being here. It's like, he has got to get Mackenzie Weger done before winter, which is like not too far, which is like two weeks pretty much. 
Exactly. He's got to get it before fucking you skip fall go away from summer. <laughs> because the, probably the most viral thing the Flames, in the crazy offseason the Flames have had, the most viral thing they've done is they did a dressing room t- uh, walk around with Uyghur and his girlfriend. And it was sad. Like, we, our city's getting freaking ripped on from everywhere across the entire nation. So if you thought that was sad, just wait till Uyghur walks into the freaking comes into the airport and it's October 1st and there's like 20 feet of snow on the ground and everything's brown and then see how you're going to be able to sign him. Get it done before winter, Brad. Let's go, dude. I thought that was a done deal, Pat. Yeah, Pat, Every- you can't throw that what out is there. This? this done deal thing is like 0 for 2 currently. Dude, okay. We've got a Craig Conroy done deal, which is pretty embarrassing that he said that and it was, didn't happen. But Steinberg said, take it to the bank. Mackenzie Weger extension. And it sounds like it's Sounds like it's in progress. There was a report from, see, now these insiders, I'm all discombobulated now, right? Because the insiders are never right about anything. But then the whole Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk thing has just thrown me for a loop. I don't know where to go anymore. I guess the, the rule that I set for everybody that I should still follow is, listen, unless Ryan Leslie tells you something, you probably shouldn't believe it. But there was a report from some guy on the NHL network that the Flames have been having talks with Uyghur, which backs up what Steinberg's been saying, and the talks are supposedly going well. Well, how long are you going to talk about it? Make what it happen, Brad. It? Make it happen before winter. You can't let him see. You know how apparently it all changed when Johnny Drew went home for some reason? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you're on to something, bro. You got to get it done before that winter hits, dude, because once that winter hits, everybody who – here's what happens to me every year. Being a lifelong Albertan and Calgary resident during the summer, I'm like, yeah, I love it here. I I don't want to move. And then that first freaking windstorm where all the leaves are gone, and then that first snowstorm, and it's instantly, holy shit, I gotta move. And I need to the, move for now. the next for the next eight months. You yeah. need to move. And it's until like March drags on, April drags on, May it's still gross out. June it's still chilly, and you're like, fuck. Then that nice July and August comes, and you're like, yeah, it's not too bad. He's got to get it done. Um, hey, look, if he can get the Monaghan conditional fucking first round draft yeah. pick done in a day, oh, he should be able to bang this fucker off. Yeah. And um, it, again, sounds like things are going well with old Mackenzie Weger. But again, no more touring around the dome. Keep this guy blindfolded when he's in the city for a bit until at least we have like something nice to at least take him somewhere nice, maybe send him to Banff. Do it with Coleman. Like, Put him up in the freaking Fairmont Hotel for a few nights and just show him that it's like, hey, it's not all cold and gross and nasty here. There are some nice parts of Alberta. How many Boston pizzas has he been to so far? Yeah, like do whatever you did with Huberto, whatever BP, take him to the BPs in Montreal or wherever. Okay, how funny was this? It was circulating on social media. Who picked this up? You put it on uh, Instagram and I put oh. it on yeah, but so legit. This is like a this is a day after we're fucking laughing our asses off, joking that it was a candlelight dinner at Boston Pizza that sold Huberto in the city. He's got a a story on his Instagram or a reel or whatever, and it it just pans from the seat in front of him, which is all his stuff. He's got his legs resting on it to everybody else in the plane. But if you there's somebody screenshots that zooms in, and it's no joke, Boston Pizza leftovers. <laughs> In his seat, sitting across from him, this motherfucker had been to Boston Pizza. Is this a coincidence? There's no way this is a coincidence. Are we fucking on to something 
And this is actually a lot funnier than maybe we think. Dude, there's no way. If you're a millionaire, who would like, I don't need like, no, this is absolutely, Brad pulled out the Boston pizza gold card for this. There's no doubt in my mind. (laughs) Oh man. You know, it's weird because. Shout out to Johnny. I don't know your Instagram handle, but Johnny on Instagram sent it to me. It's weird because the dome is starting. Well, you hear it a lot from Edmonton, Edmonton fans, right? Oh, yeah. I wish and we could just get the whole freaking rink paid for by the taxpayer. That'd be nice, eh? You bunch of losers. But there's still part of me. It's like, dude, the the Saddle Dome is so iconic. It's sure it's old. It's worn down. The flow just doesn't work anymore. But to play an old barn like that is actually pretty fucking awesome. I remember like when I... When I played in Chilliwack, the when I got there, the it was the last season of the old barn, and fuck, dude, the dressing room sucked. It was just like tiny. It was gross. Um, you go on the on the ice, and like there was there's no fucking seating on ice level. It's all above you. But dude, when that place was full, it was insane. And then I played two seasons in the new rink, and yeah, you're like, yeah, it's a new rink. It's fucking great. It's all like fucking, you know, luxury this, luxury that, blah, blah, blah. Dressing room is sweet. But when you look back on your memories, you're like, fuck, man, was it fun to play in the old barn? So I don't know. I'm kind of, I got, don't have a lot of issues with the dome. I still fucking love the dome. And you hear it time and time again, man, when that place starts rocking and like you feel like the pop, the lid's about to pop off the top of it. It's, it's pretty fucking hard to beat. Honestly, in a playoff atmosphere, when the fucking walls are shaking, um, as long as you're in your seat, and whatnot. But, as long as you're not near those parts that they had to like reinforce because concrete was falling off. <laughs> as long as you're not fucking waiting in line for a bathroom for fucking five hours. But, but I can, you know, I'm still okay going to the dome. I don't, I don't have a problem. No, I. I, it's just kind of dirty. That's my only problem with it. I watch it. There's no, honestly, like these, these new rinks are shitty. If you're an actual hockey fan, go watch a game there. Like there's, especially in the nosebleeds, like the Saddle Dome is still one of the best places to watch a game live. Cause it was designed as an OG hockey rink with the, with the viewing experience in mind. It's not like one of those weird new rinks. That's just like a freaking corporate schmooze house. It's an actual hockey barn. It's just sweet. And anywhere you sit, you're going to see some, you're going to have a great view of the ice. Um, And I mean, like, listen, we want guys who don't give a shit about the freaking dressing room. They want to play in the, in a loud place where there's here to win. And I think we definitely got three guys this off season who don't give a shit about stuff, superfluous stuff like that. You always hear the comparison of what's always Oilers fans. Oh yeah. It looks like a toilet bowl. It's like, well, not looks like a salad dummy. Then there, you look at Rogers, like, isn't that beautiful? You're like, that thing looks fucking like some sort of weird fucking alien. Dude, it dude. looks like a freaking dystopian. Exactly. It's like some sort of ship from Krypton like, or something. It's like, no, that's not beautiful. It's fucking ugly. It's I got to tell you, the worst thing about watching the World Juniors, which I didn't watch a lot of because I honestly forgot they were on in the summer, was that goddamn Oilers horn. I know. Last ever. I, I, that freaking game winning goal is ruined for me because of that stupid horn. Dude, oh my god, that game winning goal, that save by McTavish on the goal line. No shit, dude. That was like probably one of the greatest plays, hockey plays of all time. That's the greatest play I can recall since Jordan Everly's goal against the Russians. 
like for a gold medal game in overtime, three on three, it's a sure, it's a sure thing, man. That thing is going in, and it's not even like he's he's behind. It's not like he, not even like he was on the goal line and he saved it. He like he bats that thing out of the air as it's going in, right on the fucking goal line, and then clears the puck off the goal line, and then the fucking you come down to score. <laughs> that was absurd. Legendary. Just absurd, but yeah, I know. Every time Canada or anybody scored, you're just like, no. As a as a native and resident of small town Alberta, good good old boy Ronan Seeley was on the ice for that goal, and I think he's going to be at my high school this week too. So uh, shout out to Ronan Seeley for being fucking awesome. Um, but what a crazy goal! Speaking of high school, let's throw this in there because it's on our list. Um, you're gonna gonna get into some cod reaction. You've been gushing over this guy. Dude, I'm um, I'm sold on Kadri. So, and you know what? Yeah, I'm sold on Kadri. We'll get into it in a minute. So he had his day with the cup. Makar also had his day with the cup in Calgary. How fucking big of a beauty is Makar? Dude, he's so like just nice. Did you watch that video? Um, it was Justin from I think he goes by C of Red Central now, but he he tweeted. He's like he's laughing because he's. Did you see? He, he wouldn't let his brother touch the cup. Yeah, it was awesome. Every time his bro tries to touch it, he's like, stop, don't touch it. You can look like, at it. You can sit by like, it, but don't touch it. Everybody else, fine. Grandma, fine. Yeah. Whatever, kids, fine. Dad. He gets in the car, he's like, don't touch it. Yeah. Puts, puts it next to him, just don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. He's a true so, hockey guy. I don't know. Is he doing that because it's a... Uh, well, it's his brother's a... His brother plays, I think, for Massachusetts. He's, he's, yeah, a, so he's, he's a, a hockey player, right? You don't touch it. He doesn't want to jinx it, or is it just out of respect? You're just like, bro, you didn't earn it. You're not allowed to touch it. Probably both. A little bit of both. It's like not not touching the president's – or the – what is it? The fucking – Well, yeah, if you're a hockey player and you're still playing – like, if you haven't won it, you don't touch it. Like, not touching the Western Conference or Eastern Conference trophy. Don't touch it if you haven't earned it. But it was cool. All I can think about when I watched it like that is, God damn it, I wish – because seeing him take the cup around Calgary – I wasn't in town, so I wasn't wasn't able to, you know, because he had the he was taking it down the bow, um, and with Logan O'Connor, which was pretty sweet. But fuck, I wish we could win the Stanley Cup so bad. That's all I think about when I see that. It's just like, man, can you imagine the parade in Calgary when we win that thing? It's gonna be wild. And if you thought you loved Makar for fucking beating the Oilers, this motherfucker helped recruit Nazem Kadri. Did you hear this? So, does this confirm that Kale will be coming home when he's UFA? Dude, can you imagine? No, I, I, I can't Calgary. stop imagining. Dude, if Calgary is still good and competitive, when's it? I don't know. I think he's be. due in like 2027 or something. Yeah, we'll probably suck by then. Yeah. But not if we get Kale. That would be, I don't even, even if he's like not, it's like, dude, he'll still be pretty young. He's only 23. Like, holy crap, dude. So, someone asks, uh, Nazem straight up, like, did Kale McCarr tell you anything about the city? And, like, legit, he's like, yeah, he pretty much helped sell me on the decision. <laughs> Thank you, Kale. Come home, Kale, bud. Kale, you're, we're forever indebted to you again. So now. he's got four years left until he's a UFA. He'll be hitting UFA at age. You I mean think. until he's a Calgary Flame? Until he's a Flame? Like, can you imagine? the? F- okay, that's all I want. That's all I want. Because seeing him be in Calgary, filling the freaking Stanley Cup up with like a Slurpee at a local 7-Eleven. 
That was epic, eh? That was probably, <laughs> you know, that was his fucking totally. 7-11, totally. Oh, you could tell. Yeah, right next to Crowchild, probably where he fucking hit the Slurpees heading home after practice and whatnot. Nostalgic. It would be pretty sweet. Similarly, Caudry has his deal with the cup, and he's fucking straight up saying we're gonna fucking bring the cup to Calgary next. Okay, you you are seriously gushing over this guy. What, dude? I'm just freaking like he seems like every interview I hear with him, he just seems to be exactly what this team needs and this franchise needs. Is a guy who has like just a absolute like you're not getting the same kind of shit from like Johnny Drew and Matthew Chuck as you're getting from uh, Nazem Kadri. Like this dude, like every interview I watch with him, I'm just left blown away by how intelligent he seems, how much he just knows what he wants and knew that he wanted to come to a team that could win this year. Frick dude. I think he's, he's the remedy to what's been ailing this team in the past because you kind of look, I think the avalanche in the Oilers series ended, like got off the rails in the very, in a very similar way. Right. Like the, the flames got like rattled. Yep. Right. Like the Flames' top guys got rattled by the whether it was the skill or whatever of McKinnon and McCarr or McDavid and Drysaddle. They got they got fucking rattled. Nobody's rattling Nazem Kadri in a in a playoff series, right? Yeah, I mean it's a good point because you look at even the Huberto decision because it's one thing you know if you're comparing Johnny and my and uh, Chucky and you're like yeah no they Chucky wants to win. Johnny seems like he could take it or leave it. Yeah. But it's one thing to want to win. It's a whole other thing to believe you can win. And I think if you're looking at these two players, obviously they believe they can win here. Otherwise, because they had they made the choice to come here and stay here, um, at least for Hubert to stay here. But he signed, like he said it ten times, because we're he wants to win now, and and that's what Bradford Living sold him on. This I think it's the same thing for Cadre. Oh, totally. And you know what? Like, even the fact he's talking about, um, you know, just he's been doing the interview rounds this week and he was talking about how great the center depth is and other teams offered him more money. It sounds like it was probably the Islanders that were offering him more money and coming here to win now was the top of his list to play with Lindholm and Backlund. Like, frick, dude. Like, he's just, he seems to be, I don't want to say mature, but he does seem to take our maturity level up a notch in, in a sense. Like I just feel like, and we've kind of talked about this before. It's like, no longer are we going through like the growing pains with like Chalk and Gaudreau of like, Hey, they got over this hurdle. They got through a threshold. Can they get to another level? It's like, now we have some guys who like are, are already at that level, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I think that's something this team has desperately needed. It's interesting because we have mentioned this. I have this jersey. It's blank. As soon as Huberto signed, I'm like, okay, finally. Now I know who I'm going to get on it. <laughs> but now that we have Cardi, I'm like, fuck, I'm waiting because I kind of have a feeling that I might take a liking to Cardi more than Huberto. But we'll see what happens. But I'm waiting. I don't want to I don't want to just kick myself and be like, because I have a feeling I might just fall in love with this guy. Oh, dude, I'm already in love with him. I'm already there, dude. Like... <clears throat> And you know what? Even just why you kind of, I kind of forgot how much I liked him when he was on the Leafs. Like, go watch some old Don Cherry clips where Don's just like raving about the kid. Like, man, he's, yep. he is just a monster. And I remember being super bummed when they didn't get him in that original trade because it's like he's exactly what this team has needed for so long. Not just the fact that he played his position and his skill set, but just the kind of guy he is, and the fact that he's like 
an absolute pain in the ass to deal with. Maybe not as much of a, a pest like in between the plays or a big of, I don't know, maybe he is. But I, it's true, man. Like we've been saying he's a lot like Kachuk. But I remember this season, this past season that just passed, I was comparing him. I think we even talked about it on an episode. He was in my top three. I fucking McDavid, no, Drysaddle, McDavid, and Kadri. Like I, like, I hate them all equally. So it's going to be interesting to have him on our team and see if the pendulum swings to just like, I, I'm, I'm already kind of no. He's probably going to be my new favorite player. Yeah, I, I think absolutely already is just based on the interviews. Um, yeah, like this guy is a, he's a stud, man. Like he just comes in every interview I see him and he's just like, not only is he a nice guy, he's like a good comment, like, cause you know, Johnny Gaudreau, Gaudreau, nice guy. He's like a good combination of a nice guy who also has like massive balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, man, I, I can't wait to watch, watch them play. Like dude, dude is a wrecking ball. Did he have to check with his wife uh, before he did the interview? Yeah, like or? like Nas is definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Um. All right. Anything else from the the Nazim Kadri interviews that stands out for you? I didn't listen to them yet. Just little blurbs that you posted. No, I just think the biggest thing for me was that I think him kind of reiterating what we've been talking about is like, Hey, maybe player for player, you're not better swapping like a guy for like Chucko for him, but down the middle. Now you're so much better. Right. And him well, talking dude, the about Lindholm and like, Lind, like frick dude. Is there, I mean, we have to be top five. Oh, totally. For center depth. Like, and I mean, all, all the others fans like, man, we have, it's like, yeah, you have the two best players and the offensive players in the world, but. One, two, three, like, okay, here's here's what the Flames have in their top nine now. Well, even just their top six, if you think about it. The, la, the uh, finalist for the Selkie Trophy is their top line center. Not uh, Nazem Kadri, who just won a Stanley Cup and was an integral part and one of the best players on the Stanley Cup winning team, right? So you have those two. And then Michael Backlund. Who for all for who was the MVP in the other series? Who was only the best fucking player in the in on the Flames in round two, and a guy who had the most primary assists in the league last year, and had 115 points. Oh, and Andrew Mangiapane who scored 35 goals on the wing, and Blake Coleman who freaking was one instrumental in two back to back Stanley Cup wins with the Lightning. I still can't believe that this is our team. Now that I'm now that I'm sorry. And Rodriguez? And possibly Rodriguez. Which would be just like chef's kiss. Now that I'm over finally kind of just like over losing everybody, I just I I'm I cannot believe Brett pulled all this shit off, dude. Dude, I seriously can't. I mean, right now he is the front runner for GM of the year. Obviously, you have to have a successful season, but what a successful offseason. And again, if, if, because we talked about this, I mean, if he gets the Uyghur extension done before season starts and the chef kiss of adding a guy like Rodriguez, hey, if you can move out Lucic and, and, and figure out how to fucking play that angle too. But if you can do those two things, Uyghur and out of the guy like Rodriguez, that's definitely the play was under review. That was a g- good grand slam. For a fucking walk off. 
to start the season. Dude, even if he doesn't sign Uyghur, I think it's already a freaking Grand Slam. I mean, sure like to, but holy. Holy shit. Holy uh, shit. And Fuck. anyways, good segue into the Rodriguez thing. So apparently, according to Elliot Freeman on his podcast, the Flames were interested in Phil Kessel, which I would thought would be freaking hilarious. Yep. Can, you, can you imagine him and Kadri playing together? The Leafs fans would be going nuts. Yeah. But um, they're... Friedman is speculating they're kind of focusing on Evan Rodriguez now. Who like it's weird guy. It's weird that two guys specifically that well PK Subban too I guess some guys don't have contracts yet. It's a little weird. Him and Sonny Milano seem to be kind of like the two are high profile offensive guys up front who don't have contracts and it's kind of weird. My guess would be that Rodriguez like because he plays with Sidney Crosby. Like I don't think anybody's looking to like dip on playing with Sid. Yep. Um, so maybe he's just hoping Pittsburgh will fit him in, but Friedman says the Flames are, are in on it. Hey, folks, support for the Hockey Podcast Network comes from DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook this summer. They have a promo going on where new customers can get a risk-free bet up to 1000 bucks. So you can make your first bet up to 1000 bucks, and if you don't win, you get another shot to cash in. So you can throw it out on all the major action for baseball golf mma everything there's parlays spreads money lines over unders i will pretend i know what any of those things are but if you do know what those things are there's tons of betting options for you so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use the promo code thpn to make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to a thousand dollars that promo code is thpn only DraftKings sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see the show notes for details Interesting. I mean, the whole con- thing in the past, in on it meant fucking nothing to me. But in on it now is taking under a different bit of a context, eh? Dude, now you just like, now you're a believer again, man. Yeah. Now yeah, like you're in right. on it means done deal. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be hard prying him out of, of Pittsburgh for sure. But with everything that's taken place, I mean, the league follows, the players follow what's happening in the offseason. Yeah. Every player in this league has seen what Bradshaw Living's done, uh, how to fucking basically rise from the ashes here to revitalize pretty much everything going into next season. So that might just – just the fact alone that Calgary and Bradshaw Living is getting so much attention maybe factors in a bit for a guy like Rodriguez if – Wow, it hasn't offered anything yet. If you don't want to leave Crosby, like, wh- how does it sound riding shotgun possibly with Hubert Owen Lindholm? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. It's not bad. And I mean, I think that's the kind of guy Rodriguez is. I, I haven't watched him play a ton, but sounds like he is kind of like a two-way guy who would fit into Daryl's system pretty well and can kind of play up and down, um, which I think is kind of what the Flames would be looking for right now, but. I mean, the prospect of playing with Hubert and Lindholm would seem pretty freaking epic. Give me the chef's kiss. I need the chef's kiss because why not? We've gone this far. Just fucking keep going. The infinity gauntlet is almost assembled. <laughs> All right. Anything from that? Uh, there was this this pretty good, actually, in- interview with Bradshaw living on. Uh, what's McCow- it's McCowan, right? Bob McCowan. Yeah. Bob McCown with uh, Jamie Shannon. Is it Jamie Shannon? I think it's John Shannon. Yeah, John Shannon. 
basically they open up and they're they're like, holy fuck, how did Brad <laughs> fucking do this? And they have Brad on there, and Brad is actually interesting to listen to for the first time ever. But anything from this, I haven't finished it yet, but anything from this interview that stood out for you? It was just interesting to hear the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, to me, the biggest, the craziest thing is that the Gaudreau thing just, like, hit everybody. Like, nobody knew it was going to happen. They thought they were going to get it done. Everybody thought it was going to be a done deal. And at the last second, it just got totally pulled out from under them, like, I just I can't imagine being in that freaking room when Johnny's wife made the decision. <laughs> <laughs> right? But well, we all felt it, man. So they probably felt the same way. Just like, what the fuck? And you could see it in Brad's eyes in that first press conference that he did. He was just like, holy shit. Yeah, he even said uh we took a couple of swift swift blows there, hey? Eh? <laughs> Maybe maybe he listens. <laughs> yeah, he's been listening to us complain about it. Maybe he should Ho- listen more. Hopefully, for his uh, self confidence, he does not listen. Or <laughs> it, it'd be different now. But yeah, it'd be different now because he could call us the dummies. But um, he did say one interesting thing about Uyghur. He was saying they similar with Kadri. He's been trying to get Uyghur for a while. Actually, he's been on their list of guys they've been they've been eyeing. Um, trying to prime out of Florida for a little bit. So that was interesting. I know it was just really interesting kind of, kind of hear things unfold in real time. Like I can't think of a more freaking stressful. It sounds like this poor motherfucker was working like 23 and a half hour days for like five weeks straight after this all went down. And boy, is he uh, going to enjoy the fruits of that labor? I hope. Oh, I mean, on paper right now, we're all salivating. Can't wait for the season to start. But holy fuck, man. Like this, I'm excited. I'm thinking this should be an exciting season. I mean, you still have Daryl as your head coach. who's going to be coaching all these guys. Yeah, I mean, it's funny if you look back at, at where things were at the beginning of last year, right? Where everyone was like, yeah, I don't know. Like this team probably isn't even a playoff team. And then. Yeah forgetting the fact that Daryl Sutter was behind the bench. And I mean, even on myself, I was like, I don't know. Right. Like Johnny's coming off a couple of down years. There are a lot of question marks. And like, if I keep coming back to this, if Daryl Sutter can squeeze that much out of a team riding a top line, what's he going to do now that he has like depth down the middle and, and that blue line. Right. Oh, like who's going to be able to score against us when that blue line is healthy which is something we have been very lucky with. Like that's the, to me, that's the outside of the abs is the best in the league. Being able yeah, to, I mean, like, it's crazy. You've seen some of these, you know, hockey writing publications have picked the Calgary flames with the avalanche, the top two best defensive teams in the league. You've seen those. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah. Don't forget. Like, look at our offensive ability right now. We're all salivating about that, but don't forget we're like one of the top defensive teams in the league as well. And if Jake and Markham can just shake off his bedwetting against the Oilers, like, I don't know. I'm trying not to get too confident because like, it seems whenever I'm too confident, the exact opposite happens, but I mean, it's hard to not. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's just crazy because like, I can't believe that I'm so excited for this given what's happened all year. I'm not, it's not that I'm confident. I'm just fucking excited. Yeah. I'm just happy to be a Flames fan going into this season after what we did go through first and foremost. Because fuck, it looked bleak. Everything's been turned around. I'm excited. 
And Sean Monahan sounds like he's pretty excited to be a Montreal Canadian too. This poor motherfucker, now that he's gone and you see him put on the Montreal Canadiens jersey, you're just like, fuck, do I still love this guy? He's such a good guy. Yeah. Now that I'm done hating him because he's not on my team. <laughs> fuck, do I love him again? He's sitting there eating the most. They served this poor guy burnt toast. You see this? No. So they give him the toast, obviously, into the reference of Sean Monahan. I don't, I don't know if it was in a reference to boring Sean Monahan or throw a slice in there from his home tour. Either yeah, that's or, probably what it is. Either or a slice in there. It's a pregame meal. Yeah, you know, uh, it starts tonight when I uh, get ready and throw a slice in there, probably. You know. But they got this burnt-ass toast for the poor guy, and he's just eating it, no no qualms. But there was this other video that was free. Two things that were hilarious this week. So he does his, or it was last week, I guess. He does his introductory press conference, and there's like at least a full minute lag of of the reporters getting on there, and it's just Monaghan staring into the camera awkwardly. <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious. Go watch it. It's on the Canadian's YouTube channel. But then the other thing is they post on their Twitter. He's just sitting there shooting the shit with fans. Like, guy is the nicest guy ever. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. I just can't wait. I'm so glad to be here. I can oh, barely uh, hold back my excitement. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm just happy to be here. And I guess I'm Sean. There, he's leaning into the into the Monaghan, uh, into the boring Sean Monaghan persona. And it's it's amazing. Uh, I guess I'm Sean Monahab now. Starts tonight. Yeah, starts uh, on October. Hey, what the? <laughs> when's the first game of the season? October thirteenth. Starts on October. It's 29th. gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be kind of cool because back to back games this year is the return of Chucky and the return of Monahan. They play the Panthers on the 29th of November, no and way. then they play the Habs on the first of December. No way. That's cool. Yeah, it starts on December 1st, and yeah, I'm excited to be back, and yeah. Dude, that motherfucker is going to get tribute, for sure. Oh, he's going to get a standing ovation. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, this is a different context because he didn't leave, but everybody knows that this was a real sad story, man, for the past two seasons, so usually if it's that, if it's that type of an ending when they come back, it's just like, give this guy all the love we have, right? <laughs> Poor guy. It's kind sorry of for him. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about this. It is funny how the the fan base reaction, right? It's like, hey, when players like Chuck and Gaudreau leave, everyone's like, "Screw you guys, you're traitors, pieces of shit, scumbags." But then it's like when the team does it and just like dumps poor Geo and dumps poor Monahan. It's just like, well, yeah, it's it's just a business. You had to do it. That's true. Eh? It's like the team. It's it's pretty weird, but I mean. Yeah, Sean, that, Sean was, that, that Sean Monahan tribute, man, is going to be interesting. We're going to see so many goals on there. You're just going to be like, oh, man, remember how good this guy was? Well, yeah, they posted the Flames posted a little tribute video. And like, God, you, you forget, man, how yeah. like, man, he was good at scoring goals. I wish he still had Twitter because his Twitter there for a while was freaking amazing. Just fucking. Yeah, he was elite, dude. That was so much fun. You such he was so. Yeah. I was just rewatch like we were talking about last time the Anaheim series. Man, I was rewatching some of those highlights. So good. Fuck, does he look good in that jer- your jersey too, eh? Dude, that's a sweet. That's a those Habs jerseys are nice. And everyone was like ninety one. So here's two possibilities for ninety one. Apparently, Sean Monahan Park. Have you seen this? Yes, we laughed about that. Yes. Um. Okay. So apparently, Sean Monahan Park is located where 
It's like 91st Street in Brampton or something. Yeah. Okay. So Sean Monahan Park South in Brampton. You're, you're Googling this right now? Yeah. Is 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 low somebody sent this to me, but it's Sean Monahan Park South in Brampton is located on 91st Glen Forest Road. Okay, so turning so, a new new page, a new leaf as he's changing his number. Or I know he's a huge Steve Eiserman fan, so maybe he couldn't have 19, so he's going 91. So it's one of those two things. Either way, it's freaking hilarious. Or maybe it's both. Could probably be both. Or maybe he's just like totally out to lunch and just picked a number at random. Could possibly be that as well. Yeah, it starts uh, on the 91st. Uh... Yeah, it starts on the 91st, and I just can't wait. And I'm so excited. I barely hold back my excitement. My <laughs> it's just too exciting. I can't even do it. My favorite um Sean Monahan because he used to be on Instagram back in the day when Instagram wasn't like weird. It was just kind of like place you post photos. I remember Sam Bennett posted a picture and he was like, a couple more weeks till camp. And Monahan comments, You're right, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic eh? and and your was spelled wrong too which was even made it better yeah all right uh anything on you want to you wanted to talk about the huberto interview with 2a yeah um so daily faceoff had kind of a exclusive i don't know if it was an exclusive or what it was with old hubie doobie doo just kind of talking because I, I think that's what's on a lot of people's mind is like yeah why did this guy sign Dude, no, no joke. I had a dream about Hunter Ryan, people asking. No Hunter way. Ryan, I swear to God, I had a dream about people asking Hunter. Hey, Ryan we need to, to get him it. on the show and do one live for us or something. Dude, good idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna DM him right after this. Fucking, let's get our fucking <laughs> direct messaging capabilities going. But it, yeah, but essentially the uh, the kind of the quote from Huberto that stood out is like. Um, was what Brad told him that he was going to build a team around him and they wanted him to stay for a long time and he just freaking did it like what a beauty dude and I mean I it's, guess t- 10 and a half mil for the next eight years don't doesn't hurt but well like we've been saying this if you're looking at the cap situation I mean with Lucic coming off the books I mean you still have you're spending a lot of money now after signing Kadri, but there's still going to be some room to tinker even though you already have a solid fucking core built around him, locked in. I mean, you got to deal with Lindholm in the near future too. But yeah. like that, to me, is it's not a false sell. Well, and right? I mean, also the fact that cap will be going up in a few years should it should fucking because it's barely gone up. You think it should kind of rebound a bit. The other thing that was cool, he was talking about why he chose number ten. Obviously. Backlund wears 11, but he's uh, wearing number 10 as an homage to Guy Lafleur, which is fucking sweet, I think. That's amazing. That's super cool. Again, dude, I don't I'm know. so happy it's 10 and not. Dude, was 10 it 91? Is classic. Well, I think uh, uh, 71 maybe or something. What was it going to be? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Some, something kind of dumb, I think. But so classic. And then the other one, like, it's, it's weird. We were talking about this right off the top with the dome being such fun when it's packed. He says talking about playing in the dome packed house every night. It's a hockey market. It's going to be different, but it's going to be fun. Like frick dude, he doesn't even know the place is going to be going wild on opening night. Can you oh, imagine Beasley fuck. introducing the lineup and he's number 10, Jonathan Huberto. Holy shit, dude. Who do we play opening night? Woo! 
Is it Edmonton? I think it is. It might be the Avs, actually. Fuck, man. I'm going to have to come. It's, I know we play the Avs. Is it home opener or season opener? Pull it up. I'm going to have Pulling to come down for the opener. Right now. Oh, hells yeah, you are. It's going to be freaking nuts. It's going to be fucking bananas. Dude, preseason starts in like 20 day, 25 days. Not soon enough. Yeah, but it's not. When you live here and it's been summer for like eight weeks, it's still seems too soon. So Colorado is the first game we play on the 13th of October. We play them on Thursday night, and then we go to Edmonton on Saturday. Okay, so Colorado is the home opener. Which is nice because we usually start the season on the road and get freaking shellacked. I know there's the stat that's out there. Like the Flames, I think, have the longest. Oh, no, it is at home, isn't it? Don't they have the longest losing streak to start a season? In like yeah, all the, of pro sports, yeah, the season opener is the longest currently. Like yeah. in all of pro sports, like you can. And we got and we got to play the Cup champs to start the season. But you know, Nas is going to be ready to roll. Thanks, uh, schedulers. Yeah, okay, I pull I pulled it up here. This is from last. Hey man, they might have a bit of a hangover. You know, Daryl's going to have fucking the Flames ready to go, dude. Daryl, hey, we him. might as if the if, Flames. This is so fucking how it works. Yeah. You're gonna break the the worst against streak the Cup champs in pro sports. Yeah, that's what the Flames would do. That's so, so I think flames. I'm pretty sure the Flames have a 13 year streak, no 12 year streak, of losing the season opening game, which, based on some uh, investigative work by some different people, are in the Flames world, is the longest in pro sports currently. I think it might be like second longest, but it's definitely no, no, one it's, or two. It's the longest, dude. Frick. I remember we've talked about this. So you got to come down 13th, October, Colorado. Fuck. I can't wait. All right, man. Bit of a chiller episode because, hey, summertime, right? I mean, it's still sunny out there. We got to enjoy this. Anything else you want to wrap up with? Um, I hope Brad is getting some relaxation getting some sleep i'm worried about his health dude not me he's got to finish the job he can take a fucking three weeks off if he hey wants, give but... it to freaking conroy what does conroy do nothing oh he's uh he's just guaranteeing things over there it's not gonna happen he's it's probably conroy, he's, he's like oh yeah he's, rodriguez done deal no he's probably the one that Steinberg is getting the information from me oh yeah Weger done deal <laughs> rodriguez done deal hey eh? that's his new nickname fucking connie done deal 